and you can speak unspecifically about this, but as far as critical response goes and like press tour and like people bringing up Succession and Nicholas Braun <laughs> instead of talking about your movie, uh, is there like a rule book that we can give some of these critics to like how to how to speak to you and how to interview you about your movie? Because it seems like some of them need some help. Well, I think the first thing that I would tell everyone who don't want me to shut down and literally decide that I, they don't exist to me ever again um, <laughs> and want to be able to have a good, healthy conversation with Janixa is like the first rule is like talk to Janixa first. Like she directed it and mm -hmm. co-wrote this movie. It was her conception. Don't say, hi, Jeremy. I'm such a fan of your work. Anyway, Janixa, right. like that's the worst way to start an interview. And uh, that's happened to us. I'd say maybe like forty times yeah. in the like year and a half. It's a problem, right? It's a real problem. It's a, and it's like a problem that like obviously doesn't affect our friendship because we're like literally siblings, right? But like not literally, but like literally, yeah. Um, but it does make it harder to be excited about going to interviews together because we're never sure if that kind of thing's gonna happen, right? Right when we step in, I would also say like, um fucking read a book maybe like i i think that a lot of people like are deeply illiterate who do what we do and talk about what we do and i'm really confused like ao scott is a fucking idiot and i say that without any frustration or complication like yeah. i don't know what movie he thought he saw um but i genuinely want to like ask him if he's read a book in the last 20 years mm. or if he's just sat inside of a bubble of fear of being irrelevant um so much so that he's like just like taking wild guesses about what the movies he's watching are about yeah. in order to like follow some wave that he's obviously not on he misses um, the mark a lot he misses the mark so fucking much and the fact that he said that our movie was like an essay about like all of like girl bossification like um, <laughs> uh, like racism like critical race i was like oh so you just like read a bunch of words online you're like oh i'm gonna say that the movie was trying to do this but failed yeah it's like uh, no bitch our movie was not an essay about any of those things because if it was i would have read everyone to fills like i literally write essays for a living yeah um and when i want to write an essay in a piece of art i do it like slave play or mm. daddy like i literally wrote essays inside of those plays yeah. for reason right. didn't do that here because this is like an impressionistic surreal adaptation of a story that does not have um its politics on its sleeve the yeah. politics in in zola are sly the politics are about self-worth and like yeah like totally. black womanhood um and like who gets to tell whose story how mm -hmm. right how you own your trauma but again those are things that like are both implicit to the story um and also not at all uh, worn on its sleeve because it, it is also just a fun fucking story. Yeah. So totally. Anyway, um, those are the things I'd say to people. Um, speak to Janixa first. Know about her work. Um, because she is an artist worth knowing. Yeah. And um, read a fucking book. Facts. Big facts. We gotta. We have to make like an infographic for people of all. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the yeah. infographic. Yeah. I'll share. Yeah. I think it's like ninety percent. Like. Like be interested in the person who's made this movie that you are saying you like. Mm. Um, and, and then the other 10% is uh, read a fucking book. Yeah. 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 And I think that maybe like 1% is also like, um, maybe remember that this movie is called Zola and nothing else. So like, there's no reason for you to bring up like 
anything or more American honey or spring breakers or, you know, or, you know, it's like, it's like, um, a movie can exist outside of the studio that's made it. And I think that that's another thing that can become frustrating is that I think that there are sometimes people who like, are like, a24 did it again and it's like they're a great distributor they're yeah. great it gets so like, branded but yeah but it's like they but did Genixa not, did it not yeah, a did it exactly. you know right. what I mean and like yeah. I think that there are certain things that were done um, inside of the movie um, that like surprised everyone who worked on it because they were done in yep. spite of them right you yeah. know um, because I think that like you know certain decisions wouldn't have been possible um, if without Genixa's like you know ingenuity and like enthusiasm to do things the right way mm-hmm. yo 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 what the fuck is good everybody this is ion 2 of the ion pack this is the ion pod this is our conversation with the goat the genius jeremy o'harris co-writer of the new movie zola directed by the incredible Genixa bravo which this episode is dedicated to it's called i love Genixa bravo with Jeremy O'Harris. This is our 52nd episode. You can hear the full conversation at patreon.com slash the ion pack. There is a video. Jeremy is going off about Genix's directorial style, their collaboration, uh, Eric Cohn, Ryan Dracarton, A.O. Scott, Scott Rudin, all kinds of shit. It was insane heat. One of our favorite guests, our first guest ever with Janixa, honestly, and we were extremely happy to have him back in the Ion Pad in person on the Ion Couch. Big shouts. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs>